Exclusive. Top woman's rights activist reveals Taliban taking girls into forced marriage. Millions of Afghan girls and women face deep trauma and an unknown future. For almost all her adult life, my dear friend, Fahia Issa has worked tirelessly, not only to be the voice of embattled Afghan women, but to be their vessel as well. She has roamed the volatile country and takes the podium wherever possible to bring the stories of Afghan women to life and take it one step further to be a potent force for change. The world in which she knew, the world that she had fought for two decades to come out from the dark ages and bring a woman's face back into the light after years of Taliban rule, broke into a million pieces last weekend. Or, as Fahia told me, in the blink of an eye. My friends on the outside are begging me to leave my country, Fahia continues. But how can I when my sisters are suffering? Yet, a life of pain and invisibility is not all this incredibly brave activist now fears. She told me that the Taliban had been going house to house, looking for women over 15 for marriage. A month ago, insurgent members arrived on the doorstep of her friend's home in Bakrashan province, which fell to the group several months ago, looking for young brides. They were saying that they are the saviors, the guards of Islam, the liberators of the West, Fahia recalls, in a tiny but firm voice. They asked one father to give over his daughter as wife. They said one of the Taliban is a mullah and they must make engagement for him. Only the request was a rhetorical one. There was no choice. The unmarried 21-year-old was dragged away in the dead of the night. If these regular Afghan people had not survived enough with the intensity of war and a takeover, the figurative bombs that kept on the pounding, the nightmare was only just beginning. After the marriage, they took the young woman, but the father found out after three days that it was not only the Taliban who married her and sex with her, she was being raped by four others every night. Bahia continues, the father went to the district governor and was told there was nothing he could do. Whatever could be done, he must do himself. In a slim silver lining to a drastically sad tragedy, the father fled with all his daughters into hiding. She is not good because now she has lost her honor, Fahia says sadly. They are all hiding in shame, and the father was hurting too because he could not protect his daughter. In the Muslim world, one's lifeblood and dignity are tied to one's virginity. To take that away is to take a life without direct killing. The prospect of being forcibly married off to the Taliban now afflicts millions of Afghan girls and women. The security blanket once provided to them by the NATO presence has been torn away. Nothing has changed. They are trying to say that they have changed their behavior, they have not, for here continues, quiver in her soft voice. They have not changed, and they will not change. They are defined by violence, killing, by constant violating of human rights. But for here will not be re relegated to a basement. She will not allow everything she has worked for crumble without resistance. She tells me that she will never wear a burqa, something she calls a symbol of oppression. And a few days ago, she even took to the chaotic Kabul streets to show her exposed face to the Taliban and protest their sudden storm to power. In my own experience of being inside the northern city of Mazar Sharif, as it fell last Saturday, I saw the bustling city brimming with women immediately become a ghost town. The few women that did eventually step out into the sunshine were sheathed in blue burqas to neither be seen nor heard. They will force out their rules and ideology upon us. There will be no elections portions. All of the years of war, and now we're back to zero. In her fight for women's rights, 
for he has become somewhat immune to threats and intimidation. She promises me that she will not leave, she will not give up, she will not be silent. For this incredibly courageous soul, who I first met many years ago, as she took on cases of women set on fire and dismembered in barbaric acts of domestic violence, pushing for perpetrators to be prosecuted, is not without fear. Everybody is afraid, everybody is scared. Families who have daughters are afraid of these forced marriages, she says. We are all uncertain about our future. As we speak, I stare out at the vanishing light of the day. None of us know what tomorrow will bring. I will fight until I die, for here adds, at least if I am dead, I can no longer suffer. I wish I could tell my friend that it will all get better, but the world will not leave Afghan women to the slaughter. Only she knows, and I know, that would be a lie.